Yeah, welcome to From the Valley Podcast, confidential tax and business services here at work after uh, budget night 2019-2020. So I'm just going to probably summarise, I guess, uh, some of the findings and some a bit, bit about my opinion in relation to the budget. So the budget was probably not too much in it really uh, that's going to affect too much at this stage. There are certainly some welcome some welcome uh, news in relation to tax cuts and uh, and I guess uh, the other thing that I've sort of uh, picked up here is that also um, with the superannuation not a lot of changes at all apart from what makes obvious sense in that you can get uh, uh, a little bit more money into superannuation aged 65 and 66 so that uh, gives you an extra two years to get the money into superannuation. Uh, this is welcome because once you sort of turn 65 currently, uh, unless you met the work test, it was very, very difficult to make those contributions into super. Um, so they are the main things. Let's just probably go through those income uh, tax cuts first of all. So the income tax cuts uh, last year when the budget was announced for 2018-2019, what we basically saw there was that um, there was about $530 extra in the pocket for uh, your everyday Australian. So in the announcement in the budget uh, last night basically extends that to uh, if you're earning more than $45,000, I think, you'll get an extra $1,080 more uh, than you, what, uh, you would have previously. So that's... That's uh, a reasonable increase, but when you look at it, it's it's still only about $20, just over $20 per uh, week is what's proposed. Um, so the low and middle income tax offset to non-refundable offset that's intended to obviously benefit that sort of low to middle uh, taxpayer area. Um, so for the 19 year, it was $530, as I, as I sort of just alluded to. Um, so even the from the 2019 year, they're saying tax relief up to 1,080 per annum, and then that sort of cuts out once you earn more than 126,000. It starts shading out uh, after you earn 90,000. So it's the it's targeting those low and middle income tax um, earners is what it's sort of targeting in that regard. Uh, and then it's going to be replaced uh, in 1st of July 2022. Uh, the lower and middle income tax offset and the lower income tax offset will be replaced by one single low income tax offset, uh, which will be $645. Uh, and that's going to be increased to $700. So the Medicare levy for income thresholds have been increased, but that's uh, just a natural progression of um, bracket creep uh, for those lower income earners. The so family threshold up to $37,794 before you're paying any Medicare levy. If you've got, uh, that's a single parent with a, a child, if that's all they're earning, then no Medicare up to that sort of level. Uh, business taxpayers, let's have a look at the instant asset write-off because there's certainly some confusion here as to what's going on with the instant asset write-off. Let's just go through the facts. So the government had already legislated a $20,000 instant asset write-off for small business, um, which is to end... 30th of June 2019 for the $20,000 exclusive of GST. Now, on the 29th of January 2019, the government announced that it would increase 
the instant asset write-off from 20000 to 25000 uh, and extend it for an additional 12 months, so going to the 30th of June uh, 2020. Um, that hasn't been legislated yet, but that's bef- going to be before the Parliament. Uh, what they said last night was that is also uh, going to get increased again. So from the 2nd of April at 7.30pm, if you purchase an asset $30,000 exclusive of GST, then you're going to be able to do an instant asset write-off. That's to the 30th of June 2020. Uh, so you could basically purchase a vehicle up to $33,000 and get an instant asset, uh, get an immediate tax deduction for all of that within the space of one year. So certainly some tax planning uh, for our business clients. We'll certainly be looking at the instant asset write-off again because uh, it's an increasing threshold, as I've just sort of said, up to $30,000 now if legislated. So also medium-sized uh, businesses will also benefit from this as well. So not only if you're turning over up to $10 million, but now up to $50 million in turnover, you will be able to benefit from those instant asset uh, write-off changes. So that's good news for if you're turning over between $10 million and $50 million, which there are some of our clients that are in that space, um, then that's, that's very, very uh, good for those guys. Um, one announcement which was quite interesting, and this, when I think about this, this should have been done friggin' 20 years ago, strengthening the ABN system. So what the government will do is they're going to strengthen the ABN system to basically supposedly disrupt the um, uh, black economy behaviour by requiring that ABN holders have to lodge their tax returns. And if they don't lodge their tax returns, guess what? We're going to cancel your ABN. Do you think the black economy work? I mean, I'm sure they work without ABNs anyway, but... Um, it just seemed quite odd, and that doesn't even come in until 1st of July 2021, so that's two years away. And obviously they've got to confirm the accuracy of their details every year uh, from the 1st of July 2022. So three years' time, there's going to be an annual requirement to or for all ABN holders to say, look, no, my details have not changed. Um, that is what we're doing. So not too many super-related changes mainly the ones that I just alluded to at the start of the podcast, age 65 and 66, no work test, means you can get more money into super at that age than what you could previously. Uh, So if you'd ceased work and uh, 65 and 66, which a lot of people are at that stage where they want to retire, the the age pension is getting extended out to 67 by 2022, I think. So it makes sense to align those super changes and I think it really should go to to the age 70 uh, as far as removing the work test is concerned Um, you need to get money in super if you you know you don't know when you're going to finish work you could finish at age 68 and all of a sudden you need to get more money into super uh, and it becomes a lot harder to do so so I think it should be 70 Um, and you can obviously access the bring forward rule for those um, that are age 65 and 66 that we obviously were doing prior to the, the, them turning 65. And there's also an increase in the age limit for spouse contributions, uh, which is up to possibly age 70 and older. Uh, as we said, insurance is an opt-in basis. Some uh, red tape reduction for super funds. Interesting one, he increased refunds for eligible primary producers and tourism operators. Didn't hear much about this in Frydenberg's speech, but it's there. 
Uh, so from the 1st of July 2019, they might be able to get back $10,000 of luxury car tax, but not many of those guys would be paying luxury car tax for a start. Um, <clears throat> North Queensland have got a flood recovery package and there'll be grants and how they treated for tax. Also with Queensland storms, um, concessional treatment of um, forced sale of livestock under the farm household allowance program. Also the government are going to address <coughs> sham contracting with the Fair Work Omsbury addressing that behaviour. Uh, extension and expansion of the ATO tax avoidance uh, workforce so they're going to basically look at uh, going to I guess the all the different tax schemes that are out there and trying to to make sure that the big businesses in particular aren't uh, doing that so the government has provided 42.1 million dollars uh, over four years to the ATO to increase activities to recover unpaid tax and superannuation liabilities these activities will focus on large businesses and high wealth individuals, so they think they're still owed some money in this area, for, and I can see where, why they would. Um, and it's probably an easier target than the small businesses. The measure is definitely not extended to small businesses. So we're looking at a federal election very soon. Uh, we'd say it's either the 11th or the 18th of May. Uh, Scott Morrison's actually got a lunch on at Cloudland with the Valley Chamber of Commerce, which is on uh, next Monday, the 8th of April. So that is going to be an interesting lunch for the Prime Minister, and uh, I've already got an invitation to go to that one. Uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, what that's all about, what he actually says. Uh, he seemed fairly pleased. I think Josh Frydenberg did speak very well. And um, so I think that was that was good from that point of view. But what he announced, it's certainly with some substance to some of the other areas, you know, $10 billion in infrastructure in the next decade, these are just statements. Whether they actually occur or not is another matter. Um, but... There was some stuff there for mental health, which I thought was, was quite good, putting some money towards that. As long as it's sort of targeted in the right areas, then those sort of things can make make sense. Um, just having a look at some of the superannuation. There's going to be superannuation consumer advocate. Um, <clears throat> super stream to be expanded. I'll have to look into that one, see what's going on there. Not, a, not sort of much increase in uh, social security payments. Um, so that's that's that so if you have any questions at all feel free to sort of uh, type in some questions this is sort of a live feed this will also be going up on the podcast um, this has been episode 35 from from the valley podcast i'm here at confidential tax and business services it's wednesday the 3rd of april 2019 so um, that's probably all there is i think in the budget um, obviously it's tax planning season uh, our clients will like to sort of um, get their tax planning in order over the next month or two. Now we've got a bit more surety uh, with a couple of things. The instant asset and write-off increase may change uh, some of the planning for some of our clients. Um, certainly, if you're looking at getting a vehicle, you know, over the next 15 months is probably a good time with these instant asset write-offs uh, as high as they are. Uh, I'd be very surprised if that didn't that part of it didn't get legislated because uh, once you announce something like that, if the next government, if they get elected, 
sort of go back on those promises, then it makes things difficult. So we're six weeks away from an election. Um, what I felt about the budget was the, the tax cut's probably not as big as what in reality as to what um, it, it's better than zero, obviously, better than no tax cuts, but an extra $550 is just over $10 a week. And we're talking about a milkshake and a hamburger, not even sort of covering that sort of increase. So you're, not, you're getting a milkshake and a hamburger less per per week. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening and uh, hope you all have a good week. And we'll have, a, I think there's another two or three podcasts at least coming on Friday. So look forward to, to those upcoming. We've got, um, I'll be at Vicky Park on Friday morning to talk to, to um, some people from Vicky Park. Uh, I've also got the return of Robert Cooper, the longest podcast in the history of From the Valley podcasts. So he's coming back on Friday at this stage. We've also got Win Win uh, coming in as well. A very interesting guy, one of the best Instagram posts uh, accounts around and then we've obviously got some more uh, guests coming up in, in the coming weeks so that's been the 2019-2020 budget report um, and as I said probably not too much to see here uh, it's just a, it's an election coming up very soon they're trying to sweeten the pot with some tax cuts um, it's good that we're back in a surplus um, so usually when we, what we've seen from the Howard government in the past is when they've had delivered surpluses after surpluses, they've then had the tax cuts sort of coincide with that. Whether it's coming into another election or another election, they've used that to their advantage. But we'll see if the public is sick of, of uh, the Liberals. I mean, the odds makers have them as getting booted out, but it's not to say, you know, Donald Trump's odds were fairly similar to the Liberals and he got in, so... Never say never. Okay, thank you very much.